Hi, my name is Frankie. Thank you for listening to my mom. I never listen. Welcome to Nothing But Net with the head coach interim at Fordham, Candace Green. Coach, thank you so much for being with us on this A10 Weekly. We're excited to spend some time with you. Oh, great. Thank you guys so much for, for having me. It's great to be on. Listen, you got it rolling right now. Undefeated in the league. You got 11-5 and five record overall. You got the triple Ds working. Everything seems to be going your way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, knock on wood. Uh, our girls have been pl playing pretty well and enough to get us over this home. So excited for, for our start. But you know how it is. It's a long season. A lot more to go. It is a long season. It's a part of the journey. This is your first year sitting in the, the first chair. Uh, how's it been going? Like, is it everything you imagined it would be? Is it as fun as you thought it would be? Yeah, I mean, it's it's really fun, really enjoyable. Um, I think, you know, the experience of our team makes it a little little easier on me, you know, uh, not not so much as managing, um, I think, as if we were a younger group. Um, but but for me, I'm I'm nice surprised in terms of, you know, the workload and just the change in voice that I have to have. But yeah, it's, it's been a really good time, really enjoyable. we got a great staff here. Um, our kids are great. So, yeah, it's it's been fun. You have three graduate students, two seniors in the starting lineup. So you mentioned the experience you have. How many times have people come up to you and said, hey, um, where's the head coach when they're talking to you, thinking that you look like one of the kids because you're just in your early 30s? Oh my God. First of all, thank you so much. Uh, yeah. When, sometimes when I'm at the, at the gym and we, we go to the, you know, the dining hall, I'm like, oh yeah, I start. Um, no, um, but no, it's, it's awesome. I mean, I love having all these um, older girls on the team. I mean, we always joke like, oh my God, Kiki, how long have you been here? Like, do you have kids already? Like, I, I can't even like, you know, Suze, are you married yet? It's, it's, it's really lovely. I, I, I'm really, really happy for our team and I'm, and I'm glad I get to be you know, surrounded with so much, you know, experience. So one of those older players on your team just happens to lead the league in scoring, Asia Dingle, your point guard, and she is phenomenal. And she's fast and explosive. What are some of the traits that you like in her as your point guard? Yeah, first, I, I love that she can play both sides of the ball. Um, you know, defensively, we, we sometimes call her one-man press because she really bothers the point guard. Um, she can get steals, get us easy buckets. So first and foremost, love, love what she does on the defensive end. And then offensively, you know, she's just such a talent. She can get to the rim. She's been shooting the three a lot better this year. She's getting her teammates involved. She's leading us in assists. Um, just, yeah, really, really excited and, and happy for just how she's come alive this season. Not that she didn't do great stuff for us last year, but, you know, this year in particular, she's, she's really kind of gone off. Well, I love the triple D nickname. So let's talk about the other two D's because we got Dingle, your point guard. Then you got Caitlin Downey and you got Anna DeWolf. So break their games down a little bit. And what's it been like coaching these three, the triple D? I love it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fun. It's, it's exciting. You know, when you have that kind of talent, you know, you, you don't do as much coaching. It's more, you know, just keeping everybody together. Um, Kiki, 
just just a rock, you know. She she does it in terms of for us offensively. She can shoot the three. She you know extends defense. She's a phenomenal passer. She's also got a great mind for the game. She'll be calling sets from the side. Coach, see this. Um, you know, defensively, I think she does a great job of hitting the glass for us and 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 rotating. And then you know Anna. Anna is Anna, right? She's she's just she's got a knack with the ball. She knows how to put it in the hoop. Um, she's playing with such great pace this year. I love how she's been moving off the ball. Um, and then on defense, she's actually been playing really, really good for us uh, these last few games, playing really solid, holding her ground, seeing both, just doing all the little things we've been asking her to do. And just the combination of those guys, it's, it's, it's really nice because it's anybody's night. You know, obviously Anna and, and Dingle are are definitely a little bit more of our, our go-to players, but Kiki has had her nights, you know, Meg has had her nights. So it's just, it's just nice to have such depth. I think in the women's game, when you have what you have, three players, they combine for almost 50 points and you're second in the league in scoring as a team. When you look at the identity of your club, what do you want people to see when they watch your team play? Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, I want us to see him as like a fast and, you know, aggressive team on both sides of the ball. And then I'd, I'd like for people to see us and be like, ah, that's a resilient group. You know, I don't, I, we try to, you know, preach being in the moment and not letting anything that's happened in the past affect what you're doing in the now. Also not worrying about what's happening in the future. Um, and I think our group has done a really good job of, you know, trying to internalize that and, and play like that on the court. Um, I, I haven't felt in any games where we've gotten down or teams have gotten on a run where I'm like, oh, man, uh oh, I don't know about this one. I've always felt like now nah, we can do this. I think the A-10, when I'm watching and studying the league, it looks like it's as good as it's ever been. UMass and Rhode Island are excellent. St. Joe's is back. Cindy's done a great job there. And then Fordham always in the top half of the league, just to name a few. Uh, it's got to be a, a challenging uh, scout to put together to take on some of the players in the league that you got to take on. How's that been for you putting all that together? And, you know, as you said, finding your voice as the leader. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I I'm not going to lie. It's that's probably the most difficult part of the job. Um, we, we have a strong league, you know, the COVID year has, has made everybody, you know, really, really experienced. Um, I look at this, I look at this league and, you know, it's a strong offensive league, you know, a lot of teams have multiple threats, UMass, for example, I mean, they're for all five starters, you know, big, big threats. I mean, we play Duquesne this Saturday, everybody top five are all averaging over 10 points, right? There's no de easy defensive assignment. Um, and there's no easy game, you know, I, I, we look at every, every game as a challenge and there's none of them that I'm like, oh, this is an easy win. You know, all of them are going to be tough, um, but it's good for our league, right? We don't want any easy games. We want it to be tough so that, you know, hopefully in postseason, one of one of us can can make the run. Yeah, you want to make a run, but you also want multiple bids. And it feels like this is a year where there's more parity in the game across the board. And it could be the COVID year, the transfer portal, all those things combined are allowing players to stay maybe a little bit longer, which I think makes the product better. I'm all about the product. I care about the product being good. Uh, what what do you think has been the most significant change in there being more parity in the game? Um, I that's that's a tough question. I I'm I would say for us 
experience, right? I, you look at the, you look at everything and every, like experience lends to just a better game, right? A lot of, a lot more close games in my mind. And then also just a lot more upsets. Um, hopefully seeing that, you know, later on as the season goes, I know right now we have a few undefeated teams in the Atlantic 10, but I imagine that won't, that won't stay the same. Yeah, I think uh, when you look at parity and you start talking about close games, I'm always thinking about situations. So when you start thinking about situations and preparing for situations in the game, how much time in practice, because you've got your system in, you, you know your adjustments, you're, you might have something in your back pocket for the second half of a game or the second half of a season. But when you start looking at situations, you know, end the game stuff, how much fun or how difficult is it strategy wise to get your team ready for all those things that you might see because you have a veteran team so you may be able to use your timeouts a little differently than others yeah no I mean for for us uh I think that was maybe a little bit of a weakness for us last year um so we're we're really focusing on it I mean we practice it every day you know sometimes twice in a practice um I think for us it was more of the emotional response to end of game situations I thought I felt you know, a little fear, a little doubt from our group. Um, now it's kind of like, guys, you you can't be threatened by it. You have to love it, you know? Granted, we'd all love to win by 10, 15, but let's be honest, it's the close games that are, you know, the, the most, sure. they should be the most fun, right? They're also the most rewarding when you win. So I, I love how for, you know, however many games, 16 games we've played, we've gotten a lot of experience, you know, where we've been unsuccessful. And now, you know, over these, you know, last few leagues games, we've been successful. So I think for our girls, it's just, it's great. They get to experience it. And, you know, everybody's, I'm expecting that in the postseason, right? That's what the eight ten championship is going to be like. So we have to, you know, just embrace it. So I, I, I need to ask you this question because in your past you have a degree from Colgate that has something to do with neuroscience is that <laughs> is that right yeah yeah I don't know what I was thinking oh my okay, god okay that's what I'm asking like how did you end up going from being somebody that probably could cure cancer to wanting to coach oh well first of all thank you for thinking I was that smart I could definitely not do that but no for me I mean what when, when I was in school I always you know leaned toward the science end of things and obviously intrigued by how thoughts and things work up there um and definitely had dreams of maybe becoming a doctor but realized you got to really love it right and I really always loved basketball I played my dad was a coach. I never really thought about it as being a career for myself. Um, and I did some stuff over the summer and I was like, oh my God, this is like not work. Whereas maybe school was a little bit, I felt like work for me. Um, so yeah, I, that's, that's how I got here. Um, it was really fun in school. It was a lot of hard work, a lot of, a lot of late nights. I'm not going to lie. Um, but yeah, no, it really, really, I, I don't know how much it translates. It definitely translates in terms of, you know, studying behavior. I'm a really big person on that and just understanding, you know, how to deal with your emotions, the psychology of things. But sure. yeah, no, I, I, I love that kind of thing. And I love that kind of research, but yeah, I, I had to go with coaching, you know? Candace, please tell me that you did not spend more time in the library at Colgate than you did on the court practicing. Oh, I spent at least three times the amount of time in the library than on the court. <laughs> my, and my coaches agreed with me. They were like, no, girl, you need to get to that library, please. Um, well, then I, this is one of the questions that I love to ask coaches. So you're, you're a natural fit for this question because 
Sometimes the game is part science. Sometimes it's part art. You are more of a STEM, science, technology, education, engineering, and math, right? STEM. Yeah, and I'm exactly. more of a something else. It's not STEM. So I'm just wondering, you know, like when you're preparing analytics versus feel, you're young, you're trying to figure it out. You got an older team. Like what's the blend? Uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely think I am a feel person, even though I, I, I definitely lean more to that, that STEM side of things. But I, I think there's a lot in the analytics of, hey, when's the best time to shoot in the shot clock, right? Who's, who's got the hot hand right now? Um, so it's, it's a little bit of balance, but I am definitely, I think, a little bit more of a feel person, which, you know, maybe is surprising, but yeah, I'm, I'm on that side of it. I'm going to guess that that might have uh, something to do with your father, that your dad was a coach and that I'm sure you've watched and you just intuitively picked up things that maybe you saw him do or that was part of the reason why you chose this career. Yeah, no, I think you might be spot on with that. Yeah, I, I definitely think I saw it. Um, you kind of have to trust your instincts at time. Don't get me wrong. I'm always going to go back to the film and go, hey, was that instinct right? Um, mm -hmm. But I, I definitely, I'm always telling our kids, trust your gut. I, you know, great example of that is, hey, you feel like you see a pass, send it. I don't care what the outcome is. Trust, trust your ability to read. You know, you put in so much time into this game. You've built so much muscle memory that yes, there are going to be mistakes made, but you know, eight out of 10 times, it's, it's going to be the right move. If you're going to give some advice to someone that was a scientist yet chose something that was something that was their passion like basketball what advice would you give to some young girl out there that's thinking about knowing that there's a balance between stem and athletics oh, i i think i would have to say trust your gut you know go with go with what you feel um but also rely on the people around you to help guide you i think that was a major part of what i did too um, very, very interested in research from others, people that have experienced things. Um, so it's kind of that personal feeling along with the information you gather from others. Uh, yeah, that's, that would be my advice. Well, Candace, this is one of the reasons why we love doing this podcast is because we get to meet and humanize and strategize and spend some time with some coaches around the women's game that maybe we may not have gotten a chance to listen to. So thank you so much for taking thank the you. time. I know you're game prepping and probably took you away from film, but we really appreciate it. No, no, not at all. Thank you so much for, for having me. I really appreciate it.